1: and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you.
0: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to be talking about one of those things that quite often makes people cringe, makes them cover their ears, makes them go, ew. There's two things. One is sales. People go, oh, I don't want to talk about sales. No, I can't be a salesman. Ew. And the other is when we want to talk money, when we want to talk financial. And it's right because we need them both, right? But the biggest thing is we have to know financial. You know, we have to know our companies, we have to do financial planning. And how many of us, and you know, I'm raising my hand don't really do it, whether it's personal or business. And so we're going to have so much fun talking with my guest today. And we've chatted for like half hour before we ever even started this. So I know we're really going to have a good time talking about (gasps) financial planning and things like that. So please join me in welcoming Christina, I'm going to say your name wrong, Christina Solly to the program today. Welcome, Christina. Thank you for having me, Dab. appreciate it. Great, great. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this. So, Christina Sali is an on-demand chief financial officer with 20-plus years of experience in finance. She started her career as a consultant and auditor with Ernst & Young in Jakarta, Indonesia, then eventually moved to PwC in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and KPMG in Toronto, Canada. Over the years, as a finance leader with experience in consulting and auditing, she knows there are stories inside business financial numbers that many small businesses don't know how to untangle. There is more to business finance than simple bookkeeping, and that's why her consulting business focuses on partnering with mission-driven women entrepreneurs to level up their financial knowledge beyond bookkeeping. So again, Christina, welcome. Thank you, Dap. Well, you know, I always like to go back just a little bit and find out how it is that you got to where you are today and discovered that this is your passion in life.
1: Well, it's all started with burnout with in the corporate world. That's mm-hmm. how it started because um, as you move up in the corporate ladder, as you know, as mm-hmm. a woman, the demand has just become bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So before I decided to leave, actually, I already started feeling like, you know what, like I travel a lot, like in a month, I probably stay home like one week. And then I have a young child, Mm -hmm. right? And then eventually, my company, which was uh, located in Toronto, Canada, Mm -hmm. they want to move to Miami. Oh, wow, that's a big change. Weather wise, Mm -hmm. you know, I would welcome the weather, this, uh, you know, the warm weather over Mm -hmm. there. But, you know, like I really don't want to move from Toronto and then move my family Mm -hmm. from Canada, right? So the demand was, okay, I either gonna uh, travel back and forth Mm -hmm. and then only stay with, see my family like once a week or Mm -hmm. I leave. Mm -hmm. And then I started networking and I started realizing when I talked to a lot of women entrepreneurs, they are so passionate about the mission, the social mm-hmm. impact that they want to make in this world. Mm-hmm. But I realized they also feel guilty when their business is making profit. Right. They don't know how to balance between mm-hmm. the impact that they want to make and the profitability. Mm-hmm. So I realized that financial knowledge, we as women, are not there yet, Mm -hmm. right? And and I think we're going to talk about this a little bit more later on. So that's when I said, you know what? I need to help other women. We need to empower each other. Mm -hmm. Not only empower that, you know, we can do it together, but Mm -hmm. also giving the tools and the knowledge so we know how to balance between the mission and the profit. Mm -hmm. Because business without profit is not a business. It's a hobby. right?
0: So that's how I get started, Deb. I love it. You know, and, you know, at least from my own perspective, you're so right. You know, I, yes, my business makes money. You know, that's great. It could definitely make more. And I think one of the first things that many women have a problem with is determining what they're going to sell whatever it is for. You know, we I think we feel guilty. You know, we oh, are we really worth $50 an hour? And the guy goes, 100 bucks an hour. <laughs> you know? And 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 part of that is, I think we want to please people, yeah. you know, and we want to be helpful, and that's yeah. not a negative. But we don't charge what we're worth, um, you know. And and I think that is one of the things that so many women, and and especially when we're just starting out and we're thinking, oh, I'm new to this, I can't charge a lot, you know. I might have two advanced degrees or experience, you know, that's that's huge. But oh, I really shouldn't charge very much. So you know, you you work with a lot of different people. So what do you tell somebody who is really undervaluing themselves?
1: Well, one of the first thing that I always do with anybody that I work with, it's pricing, mm-hmm. right? The way people price at the very beginning, it's not accounting for all the expenses that they need to cover their business. Right. The, way, the right way to price is actually price for the future. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, what I notice is that when you are a product-based business, you are actually become more careful in having the right formula for Mm -hmm. your pricing Mm -hmm. in comparison to the service. Mm -hmm. Again, because when you are a service business provider, you are basically tying that service to your work. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Instead of looking at, okay, what are my expenses? How many Mm -hmm. hours are I going to spend in a project? Mm -hmm. Right. There is a formula there. What are all the business expenses, including Mm -hmm. if you have a coach, if you Mm -hmm. have to do marketing, if you have a virtual assistant, Mm -hmm. there is a formula that you have to go through one by one Mm -hmm. to determine at the very beginning, what is your hourly rate? You Mm -hmm. don't have to charge hourly. Mm -hmm. Right you know just know that you mm-hmm. don't have to charge hourly right. but per you need, project or whatever yes mm-hmm. you need to be able to monitor mm-hmm. like how many hours what are the expenses the overhead expenses mm-hmm. that you have within your business mm-hmm. so you can come up with the right package mm-hmm. for your clients right. it's it's one of the tools that I provide and then it has to be done correctly. And mm-hmm. I know there's so many different, uh, formula out there. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're saying don't charge too high, right? Mm-hmm. At the very beginning. Right. Oh my gosh. You know, people will, people will avoid me if I charge too much. Exactly. But you know what though? Like if you going back and thinking, if I don't have the right pricing, how am I going? going to continue creating the impact Mm -hmm. that I want in this world. Think Mm -hmm. about it that way. Mm -hmm. Because again, like I said, no profit, it's only a hobby. And then Mm -hmm. one of the critical points in having a profit is to set your pricing correctly. Right.
0: It's funny. I had a discussion. This was actually when I was back in Colorado, so it's been a while ago. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm a public speaker, and so I give presentations, and there is a fee associated mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now granted, there are times where I speak for free. I mean, you know, we all have things like that, especially if you're a public speaker. But you know, I was telling this organization who wanted me to come in and talk about LinkedIn. Okay, here's what I do. Da, 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 da. I said, and the fee I charge is, and I got dead silence. And they went, you charge? And I said, yes, this is what I do for my business. Well, we thought you didn't charge because you love what you do. (laughs) And I said, well, let's hope that we all do what we love to do, but I can't pay my mortgage with, gee, I love to do that. And they still weren't getting it. And I said, you know, you know, it's just, you no, know, I have to charge in order to do that. And and they really were trying to guilt me into it. And and I finally, and, and then, of course, what happened was I got annoyed. And, and I said, no, you know, I'm not going to devalue myself by agreeing to speak to you for free. Now, that's not what I said to them. But they really did just assume that because I loved what I was doing, I would, would do it for free. No. <laughs> yeah, and then I... A lot of business owners,
1: especially at the very beginning, do struggle with this, mm-hmm. right? right?
0: So and we do friends and family discounts and all yes. sorts of things to try and get business to yes. come in the door. Yes, but if you
1: want, like at the end of the day, like at the very at the very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Your pricing needs to be right. Right. And then let's say that you struggle at the very beginning to charge a high price. Mm-hmm. You need to monitor your hours mm-hmm. that you spend right. in your project. Mm-hmm. Very carefully, and all the expenses mm-hmm. that you incur mm-hmm. in order to get your business running. Right. Because I believe when you are hit with the reality and facts, and then this is where you cannot cringe you mm-hmm. have to look at your financial mm-hmm. number when you look at the numbers and the reality and the facts because numbers are facts that's mm-hmm. the thing like you right. you don't play around with it when mm-hmm. you look at the facts honestly yeah. your phone it hits bill you.
0: is x number of dollars yes
1: <laughs> it it hits <laughs> you like a brick off i don't know like so hard. And mm-hmm. then you realize I'm not really making money mm-hmm. and it, it will change the way you think. I, again, though, like I completely understand as well that some people have, you know, we talk about money mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I don't deal with the mindset, mm-hmm. right? I'm more a process person right. and then I'm more a fact data driven. Mm-hmm. And then I understand there are so many background out there that saying, you know, money mindset. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, what I believe is this, once you get rid of your money mindset. Mm-hmm. If you don't increase your financial knowledge as mm-hmm. a women-owned business, mm-hmm. you will not be able to grow your business. You're right. going to be able to grow your business to a certain level, mm-hmm. but you are not going to get where you are mm-hmm. for the long term, right? If you want to have a business that lasts for a long term and a business that fuels the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. You need to have the financial knowledge. You need to have the financial process. Getting rid of your money mindset block is not going to help you in the long run. Right. Alone. Mm -hmm. I'm saying alone, right? right? Mm -hmm. You have, that is the first step. Bookkeeping is the first step. But after that, you need knowledge and Mm -hmm. you need process.
0: Right. You know, it's interesting because as you were talking about this, I was thinking, especially for women who have a home-based business. Which mm-hmm. now is an awful lot of people, but um you know for the most part, you know when we start out, in many cases, we do have a home based business mm-hmm. so first, how many of us are going well i, I it's okay, my husband is the breadwinner and and I'll be honest, you know what i'm i'm you know I am very lucky that my husband has a very good job that's where our insurance is, I mean all sorts of things like that. But, you know, I could certainly price things more. And then, of course, we have the other thing that falls to every home-based business where we don't count expenses like how much is your mortgage? How much is your um, electric? You know, all those various things that are personal expenses, we should probably be figuring into our business expenses too. Oh, absolutely, because
1: this is, we're talking a little bit about tax, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't know what is, I th- I believe US and Canada are the same. There is mm-hmm. home office expenses yes, that you yes. can mm-hmm. deduct, right? Yep. That absolutely needs to be included in mm-hmm. your pricing. That right. is part of your overhead mm-hmm. costs. Right. Every single subscription, every single coaching that you receive and pay, mm-hmm. that is part of Grow, growing your business mm-hmm, right and that has to be included mm-hmm. in your pricing mm-hmm. again like I said you had there is a formula where it's going to help you to determine what is your mm-hmm. hourly rate including mm-hmm. all of your overhead costs right. Right. right then you are going to start from there and basically saying this is the number of hours that I'm going to do a project mm-hmm. and this is how much I'm going to charge." It's when you are not profitable, the way I see it, there are two things. Your pricing is not right. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. You are not, you are offering too many products where you don't understand what are the profitability of mm. each product. So okay. you are not focusing on the mm-hmm. right product because mm-hmm. you basically, you know, like
0: scatter Right. your because bandwidth. You want to different- you make money. So you figure, well, the more I offer, the more I'll get exactly well, it that way
1: because you focus on your revenue, right? And then the third thing is actually you don't have cash flow management mm-hmm. because when you don't have cash flow management, you really don't understand like how much it's costing me each month. Right. A lot of people, if you hear this uh, terms called mm-hmm. cash burn rate, right? Mm-hmm a lot of people don't understand what is their cash burn rate mm-hmm. cash burn rate is actually your fixed costs if you are working in the um at home mm-hmm. right your overhead your mortgage your electricity mm-hmm. your phone your internet those are your fixed costs right right you have to include that that is mm-hmm. you need to understand at the very minimum what is your cash burn rate mm-hmm. each month right this is where you know, at the very beginning, if you don't have a bookkeeper, you only have a software, you really need to look at your bookkeeping software. You need to look at your Mm -hmm. profit and loss and really understand Mm it. It's a different ballgame as your business are growing because you need more than bookkeeping. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Especially if you're going to have to start dealing with payroll and, and all of those various things, because as the business owner, you have better things to do. You know, you should be focusing on selling your products and services, you know, and hopefully eventually, you know, you might have sales team, you know, all those various things, but you really shouldn't be doing your books. Um, you know, and, and, and I tell people, you know, it's, I I don't now. I, I do my own books, but Mm -hmm. I outsource like my, my website maintenance Mm -hmm. because I'm going to break it. And then it's going to cost me even more to have somebody fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my bookkeeping really is fairly simple. But I do, my accountant's very happy with how I do it. So I must exactly. be doing it right. Um, but it, it is interesting to look through, especially at the costs, as you said, that happen every single month. Those And and many of those are those fun little things that we sign up for. And, and we don't even... Realize. Think of it as, you know, the, so, you know, subscriptions or annual renewals or all of those things. And we don't even really think about them because they just, you know, we, we don't pay them. You know, mm-hmm. we, we don't sit down and write the check for it. It mm-hmm. just goes and it sucks out of our mm-hmm. bank account. Um, and so, you know, we don't stop to think, okay, well, $5 here, $10 there, $20 there every single month really adds up you know and, and do you need those things and that's that is one of the things that i think so many people miss out on is you know do you really need and and when you signed up for it you know, did and, and you know we sign up for it and then we forget to cancel it. That's of course one of the biggies. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and, and or the auto renewals. Man, I've hit I've been hit with auto renewals that just annoy me because I'm not using that product or service and I forgot to go in and uncheck that box. Um yeah, it's really funny. I have um I my credit card, my my business credit card was stolen several weeks ago. Somebody got it. And you know, and and now I finally paid attention when they took out 500. It was really funny. They did like a, a $74 transaction and then 120. And I mean, I don't look at my account every day, so mm-hmm. you know, and then they did like 300. Now it was over the span of just two or three days that they did this 500, even that for some reason caught my attention, but by then it was over a thousand dollars. And so I, I noticed that I was like, wait a minute, where'd this money go? luckily my bank um you know i I've, I've been a good customer all those various things and it was a known fraud i mean it was it was one mm-hmm. of those things so i had the money back within 12 hours i mean you know and and obviously new card and all of those things but it's been interesting because even though i keep track of my books i do all of those things those auto renewals of course now gotcha. i'm getting the little notices because my card was declined well it's the one that you know got thrown away and so then it's oh I'll take the passive aggressive approach and and just never <laughs> renew it, you know, or, Oh, okay. I really do need that. And then I, I go in, I mean, you know, I don't know why it has to be passive aggressive. I don't want to hurt, you know, whoever's feelings who I'm just yeah. one of like a billion customers. Um, but it really did. In some ways it made it kind of easy. It was like, Oh, you know, I'll just kind of let that take care of itself. <laughs> Here's the interesting part
1: Deb. I don't know if you ever heard uh, this stat statistic, there is uh, the World Bank and the Organization of co- uh, Cooperation Economic Cooperation mm-hmm. Development, OECD. They did a study a few years ago, okay, about financial knowledge. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, financial women rank lower mm-hmm. than men in financial knowledge, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And then we also all know The the financing gap in the U.S., and we all heard Mm -hmm. this, right? Women only get 2% of the funding Mm -hmm. out there, right? right? And then one thing that really struck me about this, and there was a study, it was done done by a Scotiabank initiative for Mm -hmm. Canadian small businesses, Mm -hmm. especially women entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. right? We know that in the U.S., women entrepreneurs, women-owned businesses, grow by 21% over the last 10 years. Wow. In Canada, mm-hmm. is 30%. Wow. Okay. So a lot of women own businesses. Yes. But the survival rate and the growth rate of mm-hmm. women's small businesses mm-hmm. are less. Right. Even though women are more um, inclined to basically start their own business. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Honestly, this study is talking about financial knowledge, Mm -hmm. closing the gap in financing through financial knowledge. Mm -hmm. If we as women do not educate ourselves, Mm -hmm. familiar ourselves with the Mm -hmm. term and concept of financing Mm -hmm. or finance terms, right? How are we going to help ourselves and close Mm -hmm. the gender gaps? Right really. Like, I mean, we know that there is a systemic um, gap in financing Mm -hmm. gender bias against Mm -hmm. women. We know that. Mm -hmm. But as women entrepreneurs, as women-owned businesses, we also have the responsibility to educate ourselves, Mm -hmm. to level up ourselves Mm -hmm. in financial knowledge. So things like cash flow management, Mm -hmm. things like cash flow projection, understanding the different type of financing out there, especially in this pandemic, Mm -hmm. right? There's so many financing being thrown out there for small businesses. Mm -hmm. If you don't try to level up, And Mm -hmm. understanding all the terms and concept and what you need to prepare to get the best financing Mm -hmm. for yourself, we are not helping in closing the gender gap in financing. Right.
0: Yeah. And then it comes back to, and I hate to say this, a hobby. You know, we we did it because it was fun. You know, and 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 we enjoy it. You know, all Mm -hmm. these various things, and that's great. I mean, you know, like I said, we really should enjoy what we're doing. Absolutely. But you know, we in many cases and you know i'm i'm probably guilty of this too don't take it nearly as seriously as if we were in you know working for someone you know um you know working in a corporation so you know we might say no i i need a bigger salary when you're working at that company or you negotiate you know better vacation or benefits or all those various things but yeah then when it's our own business we're like eh, okay i need just this much to get by <laughs>
1: It shouldn't be that way because, right. as women entrepreneurs, as if you want to make this a business, mm-hmm. not a hobby, right. you need to understand you can get by with mm-hmm. simple bookkeeping and then, mm-hmm. you know, doing your tax return and then understand, oh, suddenly you have a profit at the end of the year right. when you have to submit How your tax people, return. How many people, the only time
0: they do their PL is when they pull up for their account. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like, I mean, I heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. But in this economy, we are already in recession right now. Mm -hmm. Like it or not, we are in recession. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know when is the second wave. I mean, U.S., the number of coronavirus right now is rising up in the U.S. Mm -hmm. In Canada, we are expecting a second wave Mm -hmm. in the fall, right? right? So if we have to lock down again, Mm -hmm. As small business owners, what are you going to do? If you do not know how much, it's not only about making cash inflow, Mm -hmm. but how are you going to manage your cash outflow? Right. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And if you are going, a lot of, a lot of small businesses, when this whole pandemic, this lockdown happened, they Mm panic. When they panic. And then there's, they're looking at their cash flow and realizing I'm not going to last mm-hmm. for another month or another two months. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what is the next thing that they're thinking? I need to borrow money. Right. The government are giving. Yeah. Look at all that options. free money the government was offering. Exactly. Right. Like, all the you know, like if you do certain things, there's going to be forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's all well and good. But at the end of the day, it's really. It's a band-aid. It's a bridge. Right. Think about this financing as mm-hmm. a bridge. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you are mm-hmm. going to do, once the bridge, right, you the mm-hmm. other side of the bridge, mm-hmm. your business is not going to last. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. You really need to take a look and understand mm-hmm. where is the breakdown in my process? Mm-hmm. Why is it that I'm not doing well? Was mm-hmm. I profitable? Right. Was I was my business mm-hmm. um, have a cash flow positive mm-hmm. at the end of each month or mm-hmm. it has been negative and then right. I am just using this loan from mm-hmm. the government or the grant from right. the government as just a band-aid. To cover, I, yeah, mm-hmm. to cover up the underlying mm-hmm. issue. Right. This is where I really believe financial knowledge is so critical. Mm-hmm. It's not about having someone doing everything for you okay financial right. service but mm-hmm. it's about you taking the responsibility and really understanding what does the my financial numbers telling me mm-hmm. what is this financial story telling right okay right. it's combining your vision and mission mm-hmm. and let your number reflect the true story of your business mm-hmm. Right. This is what financial knowledge is mm-hmm. really mean. It's not complicated. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, once you understand it, you can see the door open mm-hmm. and right. it's going to give you a new vision
0: a new, mm-hmm. it, you're gonna mm-hmm. right. and you're going to feel empowered and
1: you're going to feel more
0: confidence. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and we were talking before the program about, you know, all the businesses that are suffering or have mm-hmm. completely closed. Um, you know, and, and many of them really were month to month type of businesses. I mean, you know, that's, that's just the way they were restaurants and and retail is, is a fairly good example of that small retail, you know, uh, and, and, but look at the ones that were immediately able to do something different restaurants, I think were probably one of the best examples of that, you know, who was able to switch to takeout and delivery and, and really make that transition quickly. Um, you know, there have been some fairly major restaurants here in Atlanta who put drive throughs in, and you never would have thought of them as having a drive through Now, obviously, it's a much different menu than, than going you know, going in, and, and even depending on you know, what it is. But, you know, they were able to make those shifts and, and keep things going. And, and that is part of, you know, this, this whole thing with the pandemic is, were you able to shift? Um, you know, the the companies that really did think, "Oh, I'm going to do something different, you know, or I I have a friend who does commercial cleaning, you know, office cleaning. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, people came to him and said, you know, we need you to offer these services. Mm -hmm. So it was the added things. And he said, we already do that. You know, that's, that's just the high level of, of service that we provide. But he realized he needed to, actually advertise that and Mm -hmm. say, you know, we, this is, you know, this is just something we've always been providing, Um, you know, and, and, you know, but yeah, to be able to shift and make those transitions, a lot of people have, have obviously discovered that they can do what they're doing online, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and which is, is difficult for many people in, in a lot of ways, but, you know, it, it comes back to what you were saying. If the business was not stable, things like that. Before this happened, in many cases, what this did was the pandemic just spread, sped it up. You know, mm-hmm. they, they might've been okay for a year or two and then then gone under as opposed to a couple months. But they didn't, I think, and I, you know, I, I've seen that with people. They were like, well, we didn't know what to do. Well, how much money did you have coming in? Well,
1: <laughs> well imagine that when they have to go to the bank and Mm -hmm. ask for money. Right. Borrowing out of panic, Mm -hmm. it's like a big mistake. Right. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, not understanding why you need Mm -hmm. the money. Mm -hmm. That's number two. Right. And number three, because you are borrowing out of panic, Mm -hmm. you just accept all the terms and condition. Right. you of don't the law. even pay attention. You, know, you what, don't pay what do attention. They have to pay back. What's your interest? I mean, nope. all those various exactly. things. Exactly. And then because of that, yes, you absolutely you are going to survive. And then if you are in that situation when you are borrowing out of panic, mm-hmm. my suggestion is really you need to go back and really do a cash flow projection. Mm-hmm. Because you really want to understand, okay, how much, why Mm -hmm. am I needing this loan at the Mm -hmm. beginning? Okay, it's a cash flow gap. Mm -hmm. Everybody has this cash flow gap, Mm -hmm. this cash flow bridge. But what is the real problem? Mm -hmm. If you have been pivoting your business and then that is why you need the money, Mm -hmm. right? Is is that a short-term needs or is that a Mm long-term needs? Because there are different types of loans. Mm-hmm. And if you are borrowing because it's a, for a short-term needs, but you are entering into uh, an agreement that is a long-term right. long loan mm-hmm. agreement, that's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt you in the borrowing cost. It's going right. to hurt your cash flow. Mm-hmm. That's why like, you really cannot borrow out of panic. You cannot, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't want to say cannot, but I you shouldn't borrow out of panic. And then if right. you are borrowing out of panic right now, go back and then look at mm-hmm. your business, look right. at the process. A lot of people make a mistake thinking that finance is just finance, it's mm-hmm. just numbers. Right. But the thing is that every business decision that you are making, it has a financial impact. Mm-hmm. It can be a revenue impact. Mm-hmm it can be expenses impact mm-hmm. okay? but there is always financial impact finance is a bucket of all your decision making if you want to make a strategic and smart business decision you need you you have no other way than mm-hmm. really looking at and plan for your financial right. aspect of the business mm-hmm.
0: right you know, it's interesting you know, we talk about people a borrowing, especially during the pandemic, during the you know, because they were in panic mode. I also had a lot of people who borrowed because, because it was available. (sighs) And you know, and and I mean I had one person that told me he said, well, we were kind of discussing this and and he said, do you qualify? I said, oh, I guess so. Um and he said, well you need to you need to get the loan. I said, why? Well it's it's there. You should get the loan. I said, but I don't need the loan but you should get it. It's there. I said, but I don't need it. <laughs> you know? And and of course I didn't apply for it because I didn't need it, you know, and, and it was like, and, and it comes back, it's not free money. I mean, it wasn't just, Hey, we're going to give you 10,000 or whatever. There were terms and, and things that were associated with that. So if I didn't need it, I wasn't going to take it. Now I do know some people who, you know, who, who, who applied for the loans and got them and very wisely banked it and said, it's there if we need it. And if they didn't need it, then they could immediately pay it back because they just basically, you know, okay, we took 10, here's 10 back and then whatever the interest would be. But, but yeah, you know, just because it's available is a really bad reason to be borrowing. Well, you
1: know, I I would say that if just because it's available, then a long time ago, you should apply for a line of credit. Mm-hmm. That's what right. I would say. Mm-hmm. Because if you say that it's just because you need it, you need it for what? You mm-hmm. need it for working capital? Right. Or you need it because you want to grow your business? Mm-hmm. You need a new marketing channel? You need to create a new product? Mm-hmm. Like there's gotta be a reason just because you need it. And, and then this, this is just my personal opinion. And then and I, I I had discussion with a lot of my clients about this. And then when we review the the long-term financial projection, and then because of the pandemic, you mm-hmm. at least you have to have a plan for the next mm-hmm. 18 months. Right. Again, things gonna change, right? Mm-hmm. Things are fluid. Right. And when you are doing a projection doesn't mean it's gonna be set in stone. Mm-hmm. You have to be flexible with that. But my point is that. I don't feel right to take that money because other people may need it more than see. I that think.
0: was kind of me too. I'm like, but I, I
1: don't need it. Why should I take it? Yeah. If I think that I have enough um, cash inflow, mm-hmm. or because you know, like your spouse has a good job and is still bringing in money, then I rather give it
0: to somebody who really mm-hmm. needs it. Right. In my personal right. opinion, I think that's why here in the United States people just really had problems with things like, you know, very profitable businesses. Ruth Chris Steakhouse is is the one that's coming to mind. Borrowing millions of dollars. Um, It's like, okay, no. (laughs) But I I think it was, it was, you know, they borrowed because it was available. And, you know, the the PR person in me was going, wasn't somebody standing there going, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) What's this going to look like? Um, You know, and, and, and and I think that really was the case. And then, of course, we unfortunately had a lot of fraudulent cases. Mm-hmm. And, and we're hearing about a lot of those now where people borrowed and borrowed large amounts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're not going to mm-hmm. hear about the $10,000, mm-hmm. but they borrowed huge amounts and then used them just for their personal use. Mm-hmm. You know, they bought the, the really fancy car. they They did whatever. And, and again, it was like, okay, this is not free money. They're not just giving you this money to do whatever you want. It's to put back into your business. And it, it's ethically
1: not correct. I'm right. sorry. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. you know, like I got to give you an example. There is a business over in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. She is in a flower business, mm-hmm. right? And I follow her on YouTube. And, and it really breaks my heart because her she was trying to figure out her supply change, mm-hmm. right? When the PPP came out in the U.S., the first batch was gone. She right. applied, and then oh, she yeah, didn't because
0: those <laughs> the yeah, place she was didn't, She didn't get them. it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And then when the second batch came around, um, you know, one of the things that she she was trying to figure out why her application was not um, move up. to to the top, right? Mm -hmm. She she applied for the first one already. The big banks are, I'm sorry, but you're not helping. There are two things, right? When you need money, as a borrower, we, the small business owner, we need to maintain our relationship with our bank. Mm -hmm. We need to diversify our financial knowledge about Mm -hmm. the different type of financing over over there, Right. right? You don't rely only with one bank. Mm-hmm. right? But you have to build the relationship. You cannot mm-hmm. just have a bank account over there and then never talk to your uh, account manager, mm-hmm. for example, because when you build a relationship in business, and then we all know that, but we don't want to exercise this when you are dealing with your finance uh, mm-hmm. financial institution, right? You need to continue building that relationship. Mm-hmm. So when you need it, you can have right. it. Right. Right. So one of her issues, she was saying that her, she didn't, she never talked to the account manager. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, I'm thinking that too, you can have an account manager. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't, she never talked to the account manager. So when she applied for the PPP, Mm -hmm. she started talking, but there was no relationship. Right. Financing is about trust, Mm -hmm. like and trust. We all Mm -hmm. know that Mm -hmm. in business Mm -hmm. and it applies exactly the same way Mm -hmm. in financing. Don't forget that. Right. right. But also in her in her case, mm-hmm. if she has uh, a good sales, for example, she, she already banked because she was raving uh, um, she was trying to build a relationship with her customers, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she has a lot of customer who likes her product. Right, right. There are other sources of financing that can help her. Like for mm-hmm. example, invoice factoring. Mm. A lot of small businesses don't understand what is invoice factoring right? Mm-hmm. And then this is where I said, terms and concept of financial knowledge, going back to that, it's important. Mm-hmm. Do your homework. Don't just believe line of credit or business term loans mm-hmm. are the best one for you, mm-hmm. right? And then this is, this is where we as women-owned businesses need to open up our mind and then mm-hmm. say, what are other options out mm-hmm. there? There is, um, Invoice factoring, there is crowdfunding, right? I know Mm -hmm. we understand about Indiegogo and Kickstarter, but those Mm -hmm. are donation crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. There are other different types of crowdfunding. I just interviewed somebody who who is fundraised through equity crowdfunding, Hmm. okay? Just recently in April when the pandemic hit, Mm -hmm. and she raised money successfully, Mm -hmm. okay? Hmm. Obviously, there are strategy that you mm-hmm. need to put in place, right? right? You need to be able to have a community mm-hmm. that believe in your product. But this is equity crowdfunding is basically you are not asking your friends and family, mm-hmm. but you are giving chance to normal people like you and I mm-hmm. to invest in a business that we believe in, right. a business that if you know, I'm a big proponent of not using plastic, for example, mm-hmm. I want to invest in that type of business. Mm-hmm. I believe in the founder. I believe in their mission. Mm-hmm. Equity crowdfunding, it's one way to raise money. Mm-hmm. There is also reward crowdfunding. Right. But again, whatever financing that you are choosing, going to the bank, doing mm-hmm. crowdfunding or doing invoice factoring, whatever it is, it's always going to go back. Why do you need it? Mm-hmm. Do you have a financial story right. that you need to share right. with the lenders, mm-hmm. with the investors?
0: Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it really does come back to, is it just that band-aid, you know, exactly. pandemic or not? Are you doing this just to get through exactly. the next two months? Are you doing it just to meet payroll? Um, you know, it's it's interesting, and and a lot of that. I mean, the whole cash flow thing is is always very interesting. Years ago, like long time ago, mm-hmm. eesh, I you know, long long time ago, I worked for a company, great company. What we did, we designed computer software. Not me. I'm 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 the I was the office manager part. I was not the software designer part. But our client were various entities in the federal government, primarily NASA and the Navy. So we designed computer software for them. It was very cool. I never understood exactly what they were doing, but I thought it was very cool. I mean, we designed part of the software that's on the Hubble telescope. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the federal government, the whole invoicing process with them was, oh. And, and it was my responsibility. I mean, that was what I did. And I mean, you talk about somebody that has to have every T crossed and I dotted. They, because they're dealing with bazillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, the problem is they don't tell you if the invoice was rejected. you you know, you know and, and, and so you develop, um, you usually have a procurement person that you're dealing with. So you want to, you know, as you said, develop a relationship. So you really want to develop a relationship with them. And, you know, and and then the other problem with especially dealing with an entity that large, their terms are... 120 days doesn't matter what you put on your invoice, <laughs> they're not gonna pay it for months. Um, you know, and and you just have to get used to that, you know, and, and so that's very difficult if you're a, a business, especially if you're a small business. Yes. But you know, it, that's that's obviously an extreme, but you know, it, it happens with small businesses too. I mean, are you dealing with customers who are gonna pay you right away? Or are they going to pay you in a month after you've nagged the living daylights out of them? Yeah. Um, and, And do you have a good relationship with that person that you are sending those bills to? Um, you know, and, and that's where it's a little tricky, especially if you're dealing with a larger business, because mm-hmm. the the person who gets the bill may never ever see exactly what you're doing. So they really don't care about that part. Mm-hmm. They're just the, the you know, the controller, the procurement person, whatever you want to call them. And they're the people you really need to have a good relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think people tend to forget that because, and, and sometimes it's tricky because, you know, I might send my invoice to you, but then you pass it on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. The somebody, else is who I need to be dealing with. <laughs> you know, maybe you have to approve it, but I need to be talking to that person to say, okay, you know, do you prefer to pay by check? I mean, you know, do you do you want us to set up terms? Do you want to do bank transfers? All of those various things. Or even what is the format that you need? I mean I've mm-hmm. had businesses that haven't paid invoices simply because they didn't like the format that I provided my invoice on. Really, And it's like, okay, you know, and, and so that's where I think as business owners, we're like, oh my God. um, But that's where it really does help to hire somebody to, to be doing this. But so many times we let things go, you know, and, and we don't pay attention to those and, and all of those. And it's, you know, it, as you said, we we have to be paying attention to that.
1: Well, absolutely. And then especially if it's, it's going back at the very beginning of your business, you're okay to manage that, right? Mm-hmm. Because your business still at the early stage, mm-hmm. right? right? As you are growing, mm-hmm. you have more clients, mm-hmm. you have more products, right. you have more suppliers that mm-hmm. you have to deal with that what you are just telling me that is a classic example mm-hmm. of cash flow management right right mm-hmm. you are invoicing your customers mm-hmm. and then receive the money 120 days right. what about your suppliers oh yeah are you one within 10 days right exactly mm-hmm. are you matching mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. so that is one trick and then that's mm-hmm. what we call trade credits right because mm-hmm. you are give you're getting you're giving credits to mm-hmm. your clients right. 120 days mm-hmm. you are basically mm-hmm. literally giving the money right. to borrow from you, you oh yeah a mm-hmm. lot of business owners don't realize that mm-hmm. and then you basically your suppliers mm-hmm. are giving you only 30 days if you're lucky mm-hmm. right Oh, yeah. Okay. If you're lucky, some of them won 15 days. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? If you mm-hmm. think about it, your money is not coming in in mm-hmm. 120 days, but right. you have to yeah. have so a, there's cash a big gap in there. 15 mm-hmm. days or 30 days. Mm-hmm. There is a big cash flow mm-hmm. gap. And then a lot of business owners, especially in the consumer packaged goods, mm-hmm. okay, CPG, Mhm. That is a big issue. Mm -hmm. That's why I mentioned to you earlier that in our discussion about invoice factoring, that is where you as a women business owner or any business owner Mm -hmm. need to understand what are the financing available and why do you need it? Because that is a classic example Mm -hmm. of working capital Mm -hmm. where you only need to borrow for a short term Mm -hmm. period of time, which is the gap Mm -hmm. between 120 days and the 30 days, Mm -hmm. which is 90 days, right? right? Mm -hmm. You don't need it. Longer than that. And then when you are a a new business owner, when you don't have a credit history, you cannot get a line of credit from the bank. This is where uh, private lenders, which is you need to be very careful. Who are you dealing with, Mm -hmm. right? You need to get referrals. Mm -hmm. You need to understand what are they charging? What are their terms and condition? Mm -hmm. Is that something that's going to penalize you? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like this is where understanding Going back to financial knowledge is so important. Right. Like this is not a lot of people Mm -hmm. understand about invoice factoring. Really, Mm -hmm. not a lot. Like Mm -hmm. they rather they when they cannot get money from their uh, uh, bank uh, a line of credit, they Mm -hmm. just give up. They started using their credit cards. Right. Or they are getting a loan from not a trustworthy Mm -hmm. lenders. Right. We know there are many out there. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you equip yourself with the knowledge
0: you will limit debt mm-hmm. risk. Right. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and as you said, you know, develop those relationships. It's, it's interesting, yeah. you know, because one of the first things that I think of is, well, but I bank with one of the big gigantic banks. How on earth could I ever get, you know, and, and now they, they have an office down the street. You know, I'm a minuscule part of their business, but there are still people that are there that I could go in and say, hey, I have an account here and I would like to have a, you know, have a business relationship. And and of course, you know, I'm, I'm old enough. I remember the days where all banks were small. You walked in and they said, Hey, Deb, how are you doing today? You saw them in the post office. I mean, you know, all these various things, but you know, you can still develop relationships with your bankers. Yeah, absolutely. Or
1: if not, you can choose a different bank, a mm-hmm, credit unions, right. a smart credit union would boutique, be a great example. Exactly, of that. Mm-hmm. credit union, boutique banks, right? Like I interview um, a CEO of a bank in New York, mm-hmm. and then one of her um, uh, vision or her mission mm-hmm. is to basically giving some, um, have a good process mm-hmm. where they always interact with the clients. Wow. It's Mm -hmm. not only when Mm -hmm. they come in and need money, Mm -hmm. but to have a constant communication with the clients. So Mm -hmm. they always understand where the business situation. And then you know what? It's actually a good benefit for Mm -hmm. us business owners to maintain that because, Mm -hmm. you know, if there is something not working well in Mm -hmm. our business, when you come, if you have that habit and explain the situation, Mm -hmm. you already start building a story for your business. So when you need it, Mm -hmm. you can go over there and say, Hey, remember what I told you? Mm -hmm. So I need your help. How Mm -hmm. can I help you? But we are responsible to give that story. Mm -hmm. We are responsible to give that financial number without it.
0: You won't Mm -hmm. get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I still remember, and this happened several years ago. So we still are with the credit union we were with in Colorado. Mm. We love them. I mean, you know, everything Mm. is done remotely. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, and, and they have sister credit unions and, you know, so all these various things, but you know, I follow them on Facebook and Mm. they always are have, or, you know, pre pandemic, they have events, you know, they do all sorts of things. And so I'm always real big on, I share it, you know, it doesn't matter that we're here and they're there. This is, you know, it's a great, you know, great credit union. Yeah. And, and they're fairly good size, but they are just in Colorado. Um, and so I still remember one year I got a Christmas card, a handwritten mm, nice. Christmas card nice. from their communications person yep. who said, we noticed, and I mean, it, clearly this was personal because she said, we noticed how much you share our information on Facebook. Thank you so much. Oh, I know. I'm like, we will never leave them. <laughs> Exactly,
1: right? Like, I mean, that is the kind of relationship because you know they're going to have your back when Mm -hmm. you need them. But again, we have to provide that, how should I say it? You have to provide that uh, showing them that Mm -hmm. you can be a responsible borrower because character is Mm -hmm. one of the things Mm -hmm. that you need to show to any
0: lenders, right? right? Especially in the situation. Yeah. If if your account routinely gets down to zero or really yeah. close to that, yeah. Oh yeah, you know, or you have your know, credit card, you know, you you're at your max on all those various things, that's not gonna be for a good relationship. Um, yeah. you know, and, and so yeah, I mean you just have to be paying attention to this. And and there are so many things that you know we're not even talking about credit cards would be a big one, Oh yes, um, you know, and, and, and it is so tempting right now to, to be using your credit card. Okay. You can do that as long as you pay it off every month. Um, you know, and it's funny because I had that discussion with somebody because it was my debit card that got mm-hmm. stolen. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, you really should use your credit card because there are more safety features with it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I lucked out. You know, my like I said, my bank had the money back in my account within twelve hours. It was a thousand bucks. You know, which to me is pretty. You know, uh, yeah, it and, is money. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, and and but you know it so probably would make sense if I were to to put it on a credit card as opposed to the debit card. But you know, as long as I'm paying it off every month, it really doesn't matter which you know which one I use. But yeah, you know, we we've got to get out of that habit of carrying those balances, and you know, and thinking about you know, are we, are we doing this well? Um, you know, the, the whole big issue, and this is, you know, something that we could probably talk about for an hour of, especially here in the United States, places because of the pandemic, not wanting cash. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's a variety of reasons for it and we're not going to go into that, but mm-hmm. it was, I had the discussion on Facebook with somebody. I said, I never use cash. You know, I just, yeah, me you neither. know, and, and I said, and now I, I really don't because it does have cooties and blah, <laughs> um, but you know, I always have it on me so that mm-hmm. if I have to tip somebody or something like that, I can, I can do that. But, um, I said, you know, I always use my credit card and she said, oh, we just, you know, we don't have the discipline is in essence mm. what she said. And I said, well, we use one of the cards where we get cash back when mm. we pay it off every month. And she said, oh, that's really not a big deal. I said, sweetie, we got $6,000 last year and she went oh <laughs> <laughs> and and i said you know we and i said you just always go into you know, before putting that out in front of somebody can we pay this off at the end of the month if not you go through the whole do we need it you know do we should we pay for it differently yada 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 and i said but yeah, you know, yeah, we just, that card gets paid off every single month so that then we get that cash back. And, and, you know, you, you might prefer airline, uh, I don't know about airline, you know, <laughs> but you know, there's, I, I just bought a new, um, a new, uh, a new camera for my, you know, for, for doing this yeah, yeah. from credits on my credit card. Um, you know, and, and so there, you know, there, you there are different things that you might want to use your credit card for, but yeah, as long as you're paying it off every month, it's okay.
1: Yeah, And then. You know, another thing is that like I want to brought up because we are talking about credit card as well, Mm -hmm. right? One of the thing that if you have a line of credit or you can have a chance to uh, Mm -hmm. uh, use a line of credit, use that instead. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, there is also like in the US, there are um, websites like Funding Circle Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and Fundura. Those are providing a business loan, Mm -hmm. right? Right. But again, you need to be careful. Mm-hmm. understanding why you need it mm-hmm. because it can be very expensive mm-hmm. for your interest if right. you don't understand why you need mm-hmm. it, oh, yeah. right? Like credit card, it's like I know the situation right now, right? Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. And if there is any other source of loan, actually, like it's better to use the loan than credit card because mm-hmm. credit card can be like 18%, 20%. Oh, at a minimum. I, at a minimum, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's really, really hard and it, it's going to destroy your... It's going to destroy mm-hmm. your credit history. Right. Like, your right. credit, you know, and then it, it makes it harder. It, it, one thing that... A lot of businesses don't realize when you are building your business, you are also building your credit history. Mm -hmm. You are also building your ability to borrow money later on. I know a lot of women-owned businesses are hesitant to borrow money to grow their business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the reasons is because not a lot of us understand how does financing works how does loan Mm -hmm. works what are the best loans for my business and again going back why you need it borrowing Mm -hmm. out of panic Mm -hmm. right and then what are the terms and condition of Mm -hmm. those loans it's just so important i cannot Mm -hmm. emphasize that enough like Mm -hmm. how important it is for us to understand all of it right
0: Well, of course, the big thing is, for many of us, when we start thinking about these things, our eyes cross, they glaze over, and we think, nah! And (laughs) so that's where we need to work with someone like you. And I love it. On your website, you say, on demand chief financial officer. You know and and, and I loved it because we you know in many cases we don't need somebody full time. If we yeah. need somebody full time that's a totally different situation. Yeah. But we need a trusted resource. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and and you know who you work with. I work with
1: mission driven women entrepreneurs where they really want to know how to balance between their mission and profitability. Mm-hmm. So business with purpose, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I am really inspired mm-hmm. towards, right? Um, and then the way it works is that it's, it's always start with the process. When I first mm-hmm. go in, I always going to work with them understanding about their business, going mm-hmm. back to that uh, statement that every single business decision has a financial impact. Mm-hmm. So for me to become a CFO, a good CFO is to understand your business right. and your long-term vision First, mm-hmm. And then once that started, then, you know, it's basically once all the foundation are laid out ab- above and mm-hmm. beyond the bookkeeping, mm-hmm. I'm talking above and beyond. So you mm-hmm. have your cash flow management, mm-hmm. you have your cash flow projection. A CFO just comes in and basically sit down with you on a monthly basis mm-hmm. and go through your cash flow projection mm-hmm. and an right. understanding. Are we on target? If we are not on target, why mm-hmm. are we not using the right assumption be to, uh, in your sales conversion? Are we not predicting enough for our capacity in mm-hmm. producing the product? Do we need to hire more people? If it's going to hire more people, what does that mean to our profitability? Mm-hmm. Right. But in a mission driven, profit is not the driver. Mm -hmm. It's what social impact Mm -hmm. that you really want to make and then how to balance that, right? Like if your mission is to pay the living wage, which is above minimum wage, Mm -hmm. then that is always making sure what other expenses that you don't need Mm -hmm. to make, right? Because you want to focus on that. Mm -hmm. So it's, a CFO is basically helping you to have a strategic planning <laughs> for the next three to five years and then monitor that on a monthly basis mm-hmm. to make sure that you are on track.
0: I love it. I love it. Now, you are in Canada, but yes. you also do business in the United States, correct? Yes,
1: Yes. that's because I, fortunately, I have both, I am a CPA and then don't get me wrong, CPA is not a tax expert. All, mm-hmm. Not all of yes, us, right? That somebody like, else deals with that That is part. somebody else mm-hmm. dealing. But I am licensed both in the US and Canada, mm-hmm. and I can practice in both US and Canada. And because the pandemic, and then even before the pandemic, mm-hmm. it's just like finance is finance. It's right. numbers. Mm-hmm. Cash flow projection, cash flow management mm-hmm. are the same mm-hmm. in every business. So, I don't see any restriction whether I'm working with worldwide clients or just Canadian clients, it's all right. the same.
0: Yeah, and now that especially now that we're really embracing technology. I mean, that's it's it's a bonus to you. And the interesting part that like mostly
1: my clients are US based. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is the interesting part. Mm-hmm. Well, you went to school down here. We were laughing before the program. Oh, yes. You know, I'm, I'm University of Colorado, Pac-12. She's University of Oregon. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Okay, we'll say go Ducks. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because we are worldwide. You know, even yeah. if you're a brick and mortar place, places that have really been able to pivot during this time have discovered, oh my gosh, we can ship. Um, you know, we were visiting, um, a friend of ours who owns a bookstore and he has not been open physically open for, for people to walk in since February, since March, March 13th was the last day he was open. They're doing just fine because they're shipping. Yeah. Um you know now he has a it, it's a very niche market of, mm. of what he does but yeah you know they're they're shipping and he said did he downsize yes um but you know and 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 he said you know he made that decision fairly early on felt really bad about it but you know had to do that and that's the other thing folks you know there are some business decisions that we have to make that we you know yes they make you feel bad but if it keeps your business open you might you know that that might have to do it and and so yeah, but yeah, I mean, he, he really is emphasizing the fact that he can deal worldwide with people. Absolutely. I believe in that. And I, and I think the it. way we're
1: going to run business is going to be different. Going oh, yeah. Forward.
0: It's, it's going to be interesting. So we should talk again in like six to, to 12 <laughs> months to, to see because we, you know I think really things really are going to be very different um, yes. with how people function and how they do business. So I look forward to doing that. But you know, until then, tell people how they find you and connect with you online.
1: Well, the easiest place that people can connect with me, it's my podcast. It's Her CEO Journey. If you type in, in Google, Her CEO Journey, you will find me over there, Christina Shahli.
0: I love and we, we didn't even talk about your podcast. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's great. I love that. Well, you yeah, know, we really are, oh my gosh, out of time. So do you have any final thoughts for everyone? I
1: just want to say that always remember that finance is a tool to amplify your social impact. Just remember that when you are feeling you're feeling that guilty as women-owned businesses or women entrepreneurs, think about that.
0: Finance
1: is a tool to amplify your social impact.
0: Wow, I love that. What a great way to, to leave the program. I'm Deb Krier. I've been having a fascinating discussion. Yes, we have. Talking Finance with Christina Solly. And until next time, everyone have a great day.